Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? You know what? I'm not sure. I believe that there are certain, let's call them energies out there in the world that are unexplained. I mean, how close-minded would you have to be to not think that there are energies out there that, you know, that, that, that cause us to, to see certain things? Uh, but do I believe in ghosts, spirits, visions? I believe in ghosts of the past, <laughs> things that you've done in your life that come back to haunt you <laughs> when you least expect it. But to, have, to say that there's actual spirits, I don't know. If you take this house, where we are recording Whiskey Business, which by the way, hi, I'm Dino Tripodis, and this is Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. This house, built in 1935, supposedly is haunted by a spirit. Um, years ago, we had a medium come in to, once again, pick up on the energies that were supposedly in this house. Now, she took it a step further, and she said she was picking up on the presence of a, of a man named Bill. Okay, so just for fun, I went upstairs, and I have a copy of the original deed of the home, the first owner of the house, and sure enough, his name was Bill. She had no idea about that. Coincidence? I don't know. I don't believe in coincidence. It's just kind of weird and eerie. And yes, there were some things that were happening in this house for a certain amount of time that were unexplained energies. Banging of cabinet doors. Somebody downstairs punching the heavy bag when there was nobody downstairs. And the medium at the time said that it was Bill. And that Bill, according to the medium, liked to entertain people in this house. And whenever there was not a bunch of people gathered socially, which I do on a regular basis, Bill would get upset and cause a bit of a ruckus. Bill's been kind of quiet in the last few years. I haven't heard much from Bill. I don't know. I don't know if you can pass on and then pass on again. <laughs> I don't know how many times you can you can pass on as a ghost. Maybe he's, I don't know if you get tired as a ghost. I don't know if you get tired of haunting. I don't know. So tonight's podcast, my friends, is ghost stories. We have guests that will share some of their experiences. So are you a believer? We'll find out. The guest bottle tonight is Old Granddad Bonded. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 100 proof. Um, a fine choice this evening. Uh, number one for the price, 20 bucks a bottle. And it's uh, the old granddad bonded is, is, is not your basic old granddad. It's surprisingly really good. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, lovely hints of caramel. And it's got a high rye, high rye mash bill, which I like because I'm a big fan of the rye. So that's what we'll be drinking tonight. And Hansberry, you look like you're chomping at the bit to say something. Yeah, thanks for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited it's, because it, I'm a Halloween geek. Yeah, I know you are. And we've actually, this is would be our third 
unofficial official Halloween episode. Yeah. Like, if you remember, right when we were, like, there was still, like, placenta on our face, the whiskey business face. We had a, a, a guy. <laughs> that's that's what you're that's, going with when there was well, placenta on our we were, face? We were new, newly. It, it, it a gives you chills. Just, it gives you chills. The most disgusting. Like the Rosemary Babies yeah, type of vibe. That, okay, there are, right. I'm trying to get at, there, uh, our very first, uh, back in 2016, right. we have a Halloween episode. I remember. And back in 2000, uh, where we did Haunted uh, Taverns. Right. And then back in 2020, uh, 2017, right. we did one where you expand a little bit more about your haunted house, and we talk about some haunted houses. So I guess I'm just encouraging, doing my job as the producer to encourage people to go back and listen to the archives. Gotcha. Because we have some cool Halloween stuff, and I'm really proud of the and Halloween stuff. I'm, I like You are a little stuff. bit of a Halloween yeah. geek. Yeah. I lived in a haunted manor for about a, uh, a year and a half. You lived in a haunted manor? Mm-hmm. When I first gra- uh, graduated school, why I was it was, a manor? Why, why why can't you say you lived in a haunted house? I don't know. It just sounds creepier when you say manor. You say manor. I lived in a haunted manor. It was at Disney I World. I was a nobleman, and I lived in a haunted manor. I grew up in Indianapolis in uh, Irvington area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very haunted little nook. In, in so, do Irvington. you believe in ghosts? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You believe in I ghosts? I love this. Hundred uh, percent. So, uh, real quick, uh, I uh, graduated school and I uh, had the opportunity to be a caretaker at this this manor. You were a caretaker mm-hmm. at a manor. You, what, would you come out of some nineteen thirty six movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. So all I did some really black was and white film. I, I mowed the lawn. <laughs> I was a caretaker at a manor. I mowed the lawn. And they did a lot of like wedding showers and like book clubs there because it was just a really cool place Those like crummy this. Kids. And so uh, the only thing I did was dust and mop, uh, mow the lawn, and then set up chairs for the book club. But we had some really cool, creepy stuff that happened there uh, while I lived there. Lights would come on and off, and See, things like that. See, that one doesn't. That means and, nothing um, to me. Lights know, coming on know, and off. Know, that, that is not a ghost. That's. That's, a, that's, 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 that's bad electric in the house. Um, that's yeah, well, bullshit. we had a, a ghost. A hunting team come through, and their EVP meters, EVP mm-hmm, meters. which is legit, uh, in I this understand. room, uh, heard someone say, and I'll, I'm trying to do my best impression. I do your best one. La, la, la. Like, like a little child playing, and it creeped the shit out of me. <laughs> but I believe it. That's scary. Entertain me, Chip Colson. Welcome, Chip. How are you? Hey, good. How you doing? I'm good. We go back a ways. Yeah. And it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's great being here. Thank you. And your ghost story yeah. happened when you were a kid. Yeah. I would, well, my first year of college, actually. So I was out, uh, you know, out of the house already, sort of. Well, I, you know, it was a long time ago. It was the, eight, it was the mid-80s. And you got to remember what was happening around that time period in the '80s, you know. I, so, I don't I know, remember. We're, we're talking a long time ago, so let me let me set the mood. My here. '80s, I know, right? At all. But my father had died my freshman year of college in that spring on St. Patrick's Day. So soon after, my mother um, sold the house and remarried. Um, but they were divorced, so it's not like it. Okay, it's like not it like your, your old yeah. man died, and, and then she's said, like, "Okay, finally, no. here I go." No, all right, no, no it's not okay. like that. So, but um, you know, so they were divorced for many years during my formative years. So, in many ways, the the ghost of my dad had always been there long before he had died. You know, so uh, 
this I think that's really deep thank you thank you yeah I know right so uh it was that summer that he died and I spent a lot of time up in Cleveland I was uh I I remember correctly I might have still be living I might have started living here in the summer but you know we're talking Brett Kavanaugh type years ago you know like that's how many years ago I I told you you I don't know which can't haunt you yeah as I mentioned earlier the ghosts of the past that can come back and so and, what would what we do? Scare the shit out of you. Oh yeah, yeah. So what would happen was uh, I had this routine of like working during the day, hanging out with the friends at night. A lot of my friends worked at this pizza place called Papa Nick's, and uh, we'd go out afterwards at closing time and uh, just drive around, drink a couple beers, go down the valley. Mm-hmm. The valley was the metro parks between Rocky River and Lakewood, and. I remember it must have been around fall, around now, around this time of this year, because, you know, you, you start thinking about ghost stories around now. You mm-hmm. start telling stories around the fire, around the campfire. Sure. And the leaves had changed. And, uh, you know, one time this one, so the night it happened, uh, I still had a key to the house that my mom sold. So I would occasionally go in. Uh, while we were emptying it out, okay. So I nobody saw the, was living in the house. No one was living in the house, so we would we would because we were would emptying called, it out. That would be called trespassing, right? It's <laughs> not a good thing. So I would, you know, I'd go in and I'd just that's like a different episode. Yeah, that's totally not what we're talking about here today. So our new podcast, yeah. House Squatters. <laughs> yeah, but this, so this one time, this is supposed to be spooky. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I no, it's, ruin the mood. Go it's ahead. A, it's a go ahead. Ghost comedy network. Go ahead. Um, so. Uh, so I, one time I went in and, you know, as, as the weeks went on, you know, there became less furniture, you know, I already helped move the big portion out, but you know, the, the mantle became empty. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the fireplace was no longer lit. Right. The, uh, furniture was gone, you know? And, uh, so this one time we go, we stop by and we go into the house and we're just hanging out and having a couple beers and they ask me, Hey, how you doing? Who asked you? My friends, my okay, friends. Yeah. Uh, if I remember, it was a small group. It was like Bill and I think a guy named Mike. He owned a van that. <laughs> there's always one. There's yeah, always one right? friend that yeah. owns a van. Shaggy. Exactly. And it was like that too. In yeah. high school or college, had a van. This was the van we all traveled yeah. in. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, I find yeah. very suspect. And it was not. Yeah. <laughs> and what you re- and as you probably, it's you know. Uh, suspected yeah. it was not a minivan no you know we didn't have minivans back no. then this was a paneled van, van with windows like a pass van sure in a passenger van so we go there and we're in there and they start talking i tell them the story a couple stories about the house and about my dad you know and yeah i could everywhere i look i see remnants of him like sure. of unrepaired uh, things on the wall or you know the the door upstairs in the bedroom that uh, i tried to bust down uh, and I broke one of the one of the six panel wooden doors, and it was still broken All right. because my dad never got around to fixing it. You okay. know, uh, and even on the wall, there's this still a burn mark on the wall from when I uh, burn mark. Yeah, from I was holding an Estes rocket engine in my hand, and it went off in my hand in my bedroom because of the light bulb on the igniter. The fuck are you doing with an Estes yeah. rocket engine in the yeah. house? Well, if you I don't was, mind me asking. I, Man, I was just a punk kid. I was screwing around. But, you know, it took off and flew, flew around, filled my house with a bunch of smoke, and then it landed, and it stuck in the wall, and it just burned a hole in the wall. And that, that, that burn mark is still there, unrepaired, after all these years, you know? 
It cooked my fingers, too. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it totally cooked my fingers. It was crazy. But <laughs> well, it was a so, rocket engine. Yeah. So, yeah, I know, right? It was a rocket engine. I know. But, and we opened up the windows. It was all, all safe. Right. All right. So, um, you know, I'm telling them these stories, and they ask me how, you know, about my dad. I'd start talking about, you know, what happened when he died and all this, and uh, which, you know, we don't have to go into that. Now, it's not the point of the podcast today, but... Um, I suddenly got, I started to get this feeling that there was a person standing right behind me into my What room. kind of feeling? Like, I know that Jody's here right now right, behind me. Right, Because I can sense her, because I remember when I walked around, All I, right. and I she's caught actually, her, and she's you know, here. And there's yeah. an actual person behind you. Yeah. So I know that okay. she's here. Yeah. So I had that same feeling, and I just associated it with Mike or Bill, Okay. They come around the corner, the person I thought it was, uh-huh. and I realized that all the people that are supposed to be here are right in front of me right right now. Okay. So I look across the room. It's like a room like that one over there. Yeah. I look across the room, and I see my reflection in a window very similar to this one in your house. Okay. And it's slightly distorted because well, there's like a, a light lace curtain on it, and... The glass is really old, so it's that has that wavy stuff to it. Okay, you know? and the frame, the red oak frame, is is blocking half my image. So I lean over like that to get a better look at yourself, at, at myself, and right. there standing behind me is, is the image of my dead dad with his hand on my shoulder. You're seeing this image in the, in the, in the in window. In the reflection of the window. And he's, his hand is on your shoulder? Yeah. And Could the, you feel his hand on your instantly, shoulder? Instantly, I felt cold creep up my back and my spine, the hairs on my, on my neck and when on that, my... When you say on your shoulder, holding you firmly? No, just gentle Just like a this. gentle touch? Just a gentle, like, like this kind yeah. of thing. Okay. I'm doing with... Which, Hansberry. Hansberry. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Thanks. Just hold him like this. Caretaker of the man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm the hairs on my I'm neck. The hairs on my neck are all, they're blossoming. So while the hand's on your shoulder, yeah. you're seeing this in the reflection in the window. And the hairs on my neck are blossoming like, like crystals, frozen crystals on a windshield in the middle of winter. How the, They just kind of fan out. And that cold took over my whole body. And I jumped up and I screamed and I looked and there was nothing there. And everybody starts freaking out. They're like, what, what? All eyes were glued to me. They're like, I'd be like oh my, you know, you look like you saw a ghost. What, what the heck? What'd you, you say? Know, let's get out. I said, let's get out What'd of you here. What'd you say? You I said, say? I saw, I said, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see what's in the mirror? Did you see that? Not the mirror, the window. The did window. you see what's in the window? No one said, no, no, what? What happened? We took off real fast because I started freaking everybody out. So we took you off. You started freaking everybody out. I started out. freaking them out. You tell me, did you tell me it was your dad? Yeah. Well, when we got in the van, I did. We drove off into the night in the van. And as I was telling them about my dad, what it was, did you see? That was my dad, dudes. And they're like, no way. And how long ago? And then how they long? were like, oh, you know what? I felt a cold spot upstairs. I uh, I heard a noise in the basement. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't think anything of it. The place is empty. That kind of thing. And Old house? Yeah. Yeah. It was like... Uh, like this, this is an old house. This, this is built in the 30s. Yeah, yeah probably 1928. How long has your, your father or family how, lived there? Uh, we or lived there all my lived, life. Like, and how long life, How long yeah. had he, was he Was he gone at that point? Uh, uh, just after. months. Months. Now, yeah, because it was, it was that spring he died, so fall is when this happened. And you can tell me to shut the fuck up, but... Shut like, the fuck D- up? Dino does it all the time. <laughs> 
you glossed over the reason or how he died. Yeah. Um, was it dr- traumatic or? He had like a heart attack okay. or something. The, the, in uh, the home? No. he. Uh, my parents were divorced. He wasn't living there. Oh, so okay. he, he died at my sister's place. How old was he? Morning. 58. Oh, shit. Yeah, no shit. How old are you, Dino? Fifty nine. <laughs> no, and just talking about, it, I'm starting to, I'm starting to like shake yeah. and shit. Why? You know, because I don't. It's just because I'm. I don't know. I'm scaring myself. Let me ask something. you this. Yeah. So have you have you had well, any? Well, let me go ahead. Let, I got, go there's ahead. A, there's an epilogue to the story. All right. Oh man, I haven't told this in years. So so weeks go by, and uh, I go back, and once again in the middle of the night. This time I'm by myself. And I, you know, I have the key. So I open up the key, and it's the door. You know, this is a really old house, 1928, four square. You know, it's sure. real, uh, original wood and everything. So I go in. It's late at night. And I walk in, and this time there's furniture there that's that's covered with sheets, white sheets. This is furniture that wasn't there the time before. Exactly. Then I walk in. I go, and then I see a dining room table, a glass dining room table that has this crappy 80s gold framed structure to it you know that kind of thing hey man my, and i look over my and mom I, had that too. you know right it's octagon shaped all right i look over in the kitchen and there's empty, there's half empty boxes there's music playing lightly upstairs no shit the people were moving in and didn't change the locks i walked in and there was people upstairs unpacking okay. so i just booked the hell out of there and i always wondered afterwards you know, did they hear me? Uh, and if so, you know, what did they think about the ghost that I was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know? you, you were the thing that went bump mm-hmm. in, the, in the night. They never saw you? Oh, it was crazy. No, I booked. I got the hell out of there, and I never returned. That was the last time I was in my childhood. Home. Have you had any other encounters with your father in a no. spiritual sense? No, just, that? you know, weird dreams that you might have, but that's it. No, yeah. That was the only time, you know. Would you want to? Uh... Would you get any? I mean, you freaked you out at the time. Now, I'm so much older. If if it happened again, would you? Would Hmm. you get a sense of peace from it? Would you? you, Would you? If it happened again now or back then? If it happened again now, if your old man, God rest his soul, yeah, plopped his hand on your shoulder, at some point, and you turned around and saw him, would you? Zoinks! And go to the van, (laughs) (laughs) or would you say, "Great Scooby-Doo reference." I'd probably zoinks it. You probably zoinks it. Yeah. It's interesting because I've talked to people who have had those moments and the first Mm -hmm. time it freaked them out and the second time or third time around, they actually found comfort in it. So it's hard for me to answer that question then because, you know, it only happened happened once. You know, maybe if it did happen again, I don't know. It never did, though. It's kind of freaky, though. But, uh, yeah. How old are you? Uh, You know... I'm mm. I'm creeping in on 58 yeah. right now, so right around the time my dad died is around so does that so does that does that resonate with you the yeah. age well, and so not forth 50, and so I'm on like 53 or whatever I don't know how old am I I don't even I know don't know it's, it's, you're supposed to I'm about your age no like you're 53. not I'm gonna be 60 in you April. are not you look so spry for a I am 60 year old spry spry young man I don't think anybody's ever called me spry thank you man thanks for sharing no hey it was a pleasure. Hey, hey, uh, Whiskey Business fans, this is producer Greg, and uh, as we were recording this episode at Dino's house, uh, his ghost, Bill, thought he would have some fun with the podcast, and uh, we ran into a few instances of technical difficulties. So uh, when we went to produce the podcast after the fact, 
the audio from uh, what we recorded from Tim Farron, who is our next guest, um, it was missing. The file was corrupt. There was nothing on the file. It was gone. So whether it was a technical glitch or booze or bill, you'll notice a change in the audio of the next segment because we use the audio from John, uh, our YouTube producer. We use his camera audio. But keep listening because uh, Tim's story is one of the eeriest things I've heard in a long time. Um, and uh, it, it left me speechless and creeped out. Continuing with our, let's call it a very special episode of Whiskey Business, our ghost story episodes. Um, and welcome back. Technically, this makes your third visit on Whiskey Business. That is correct. Tim Farron, who I've had on the show to talk about uh, the golden age of television, the new golden age of television. Right. A more recent podcast with, with Tim is uh, a discussion of the 70s, the best film decade ever. Amen. Yeah, that was a great podcast. Loved it. And here's what happened. After everybody left, after that particular podcast, <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim stuck around. We need to do an after the business. After, <laughs> after the whiskey, after business. the business, everybody was gone, and Tim, who's a, a lovely fiance, Mary Ellen was out of town, had nowhere to go, so he stuck around and had another cocktail with me, and we started to talk. Mary Ellen was at, Mary Ellen, who's here by the way, is sitting nicely in the chair, just kind of listening and hanging out. Was, was was out of town and Tim stuck around for another cocktail and we started just to talk. And he told me the most riveting. fascinating and riveting story. Chip's story was about his father after he passed, but Tim told me a story that just made me think and wonder about the energies that I spoke of earlier. So your story was before a death. That's correct. This is a story basically in three parts. I'm going to do a, like a prologue, the main part, and then a little epilogue. Uh, it'll all make sense when we round the, the, the curve and head home. So I, I'll start by saying I don't believe in, in the popular notion of ghosts, in the popular notions of miracles, in all that stuff, because my feeling is, kind of like uh, cool Pope Frank says, people act like God is some kind of magician. He's not. The idea is everything around us is the miracle. I mean, think about it. You take a little bit of DNA and you take another little bit of DNA, one from my dad and one from my mom, and then you put them together and in a relatively short amount of time, here I am. That's kind of miraculous. Okay. People talk about, oh, well, that's just the natural world. It's like... Well, that's because you're accustomed to it. Sure. But think about it. That's miraculous. That is totally miraculous. Sure. This tiny bit of, of, of material, and suddenly there's this living, breathing, conscious human being. So DNA, 
it, it, it kind of an interesting thing that lately they've been talking about how maybe Carl Jung was onto something because the you know one of my ancestors perhaps maybe maybe something happened that was really impactful really traumatic and it might have imprinted a little bit on the DNA so when that, you say ancestors they are what ancestors of what descent well I am um, half Irish and, and half Italian uh, by my mother and father. However, half Irish, half Italian. So they're drunk me. all the fucking time, by the way. We have great <laughs> weddings and great funerals. Let me tell you. I was going to say you get angry and kick your own ass. Exactly. <laughs> so, but you're making uh, the, the next point. Uh, I, I was, uh, uh, Mary Ellen and I have uh, uh, done both 23andMe and Ancestry.com uh, doing the thing where they figure out your DNA. So because it's DNA and it's kind of a crapshoot, <laughs> turns out that while I, you know, by Ancestry figure that I'm like half Italian, half Irish, mm -hmm. well, I'm predominantly Celtic. You know, the ancient kind of Ancestry through... Ireland and okay. various other places. And I also found that from the DNA, it turns out that my family, well, I am uh, uh, descended from the same line as the ancient, original, first high king of Ireland, Nile, so Nile of the Nile, Nile, Nile hostages. Your your royalty. Yes, yes. He is royalty of royalty. He is royalty of royalty. He's the, uh, just, yeah. I don't even know what that means, but okay. So well, and, 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 right. and, you're like, and, you're royalty squared. And, and through uh, uh, other stuff, I had learned that my, my last name, Farron, mm -hmm. uh, was a, basically a simplified version of O'Farron. O apostrophe F-E-A-R-A-I-N. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which means you can open up a bar. <laughs> which means I can open up a bar, or I can consort with the ancient high kings, whatever. So keep this stuff in mind as we go into uh, the main part of the story. That would be the prologue. That was end of the prologue. Okay. So December of 2016. So fairly recent. Yes. In the last couple of years. So. Uh, actually, earlier that year, in September of 2016, my father had turned 90, and we had a, a big bash for him because he was starting to get kind of on the downward slide. He oh, would, at 90. At the, 90. At 90, the downward slide. As you would slide. expect yeah. from a man who had been a firefighter in an, in an era when you know, it was laughable, the equipment they were using, sure. and, uh, you know, the protection they had. And he fell off a truck. Yeah, he fell off a truck. He had suffered. He was a, he was a man. He was, he was a man. He was not just a man. He was an honored man. man. And, uh, uh, there were many people who really thought of him very, very highly. So, we, we figured, you know, although he was using a walker, sometimes a wheelchair, 
90 was a good thing. We'd, we'd invite all the cousins. Um, you know, it might boost him. He might live to be 95. He might live to be 100. So we were feeling pretty good. December rolls around. And I saw him on Christmas Eve and he was looking pretty spry. He was asking me questions about how things were going at the office. So anyway, we, we, we parted on, uh, on good terms. I said, I'll see you later, Dad. And uh, about, well, I guess it was five days later, December 29th, hit the sack. And um, sometime in the, uh, the, the dim hours of the morning, like just before dawn, I have a dream. And it's not like any dream I've ever had. Most dreams I have, many of them I know it's a dream even as I'm in the dream state. Okay. And I'm thinking, well, if it's a good dream, damn, it's too bad this isn't real. Right. And if it's a bad dream, I'm thinking, well, thank God this is a dream because oof, this is scary. Right. Mm, Which one was a, this? There's a certain haziness about them, something about the sound. This dream, this was as real as I'm sitting here looking at you, talking to you. It was crystal clear, unlike any dream I've ever had. And this dream would be a good dream or a bad dream? Well, we'll decide for ourselves as I describe it. Okay. So I'm sitting on the couch in the living room. In the dream. In the dream. And I happen to sweep my arm and there's a table uh, next to the couch that's filled with little tea lamps. And I sweep my arm and all the tea lamps fall on the floor and all the wax is spilled on the floor. And I say, oh, I'm going to have to clean this up. So I get up and I go in the kitchen to where in real life there's the stove. But in the dream, there's a door. So I go through the door, go down three steps, and there's like a passageway. It's kind of horizontal. Uh, across the short side, the end of the passageway, there's another three steps that goes into a garage. This is in the dream. This is in the dream. And uh, I know that if I go down the passageway to the other end, there's another door where there's a, a mop and a pail, and I'll be able to grab that and get that to clean up. So I go down, and it's, it's kind of an old thing. It's, it's all this old tile. It's like no more recent than the 1920s. It's really kind of odd. And, and I go to this doorway and the door isn't open conventionally. It's like the top is sort of pushed down, like it's rent open. Doorway open or closed? It's rent open. There's a rift kind of there. Okay. And I'm about to reach in and I, out of the corner of my eye, back in the end between 
the kitchen and the garage, I notice somebody and I turn and there's a woman and she's dressed all in white in a shroud and she's wearing this uh, kind of thing on her head. It's sort of a... Ornamental? Uh, kind of like box-like you know, with the, the shroud over her. Like a, a, a crown, a, a headdress? Like sort of a headdress. It's just sort of something that pulls the whole thing over her. In completes the ensemble? Yes. <laughs> and I look at her and suddenly I'm scared out of my mind. Why? Like I've never been. I have no idea. At that moment, I have no idea. In the dream, you're scared. You're, you're scared shitless. I cannot move. I cannot speak. But you don't know why. And I know it's because of her. There's something about her. And... She's standing there, and I'm thinking, "What's what? There's something odd here." And I realize the oddity is, she's hovering about a foot or so above the floor. She's not standing; she's hovering. Once again, in the dream. In the dream. And then, from behind her, running away from her and toward me to get behind me as if to get protection is a little boy about six or seven whom I instantly realize realize or recognize recognize it's my father at at that age at that age when you say you realize and recognize, once again, in the dream, that it's your father, obviously you've seen pictures of your father when he was at that age, six or seven, or I've I mean, seen, what made you realize in the dream that it was your dad? I've seen pictures of him when he was about 10. All right, so between the ages of six to 10, so you're going to be about the yeah, closest So thing. it was close. All right. And Fair enough. He had a stick, and he was kind of dressed like a kid would be... Back in, that, in the in that, year, 20s in, the, in that era, yeah. sort of short pants and high socks, and and he had a stick, and he was sort of moving a, a, a ball. It was a, a globe, really, like an inflatable ball, like a basketball-sized thing, and it had it was a globe, the the world, the Earth, and he was coming toward me, and thinking that it was my father and thinking that he was coming, that she was coming after him. So I this woman, the spirit was coming after your father. Yeah. As a six to seven year old boy chasing your father. That's what chasing was, your father who's pushing a globe. He, she did not chase him. He was running away from her. Okay. He was hovering there. Right. And I just, for whatever reason, I intuited, I felt that I had to take action. And I start, and I thought, I don't know if this is a dream or reality. And if it's a dream, I can't move. And if it's reality, I'm frightened out of my mind and can't move. But I'm going to move. 
and I'm going to go toward her, and I'm going to grab her, and I'm going to throw her out. And I started yelling at her, and I started yelling, it's not time. You can't have him. Get out. Get out. And I started the, moving at him. In the dream, it's not time, but you're talking to... You said it was a woman. Could you see a face? Was it was it was it was it an actual? I'll get this to this in a minute. Okay, but you're you're yelling at a, at this yes entity yes who's chasing your father at yes. six or seven yes, and you're saying it's not time. But you, you can't but have him. It's at, not but he's time. a boy. Okay, all right. I'm just trying to. So I'm moving this all together, and her eyes are getting real big, like. This is a surprise. Not this expecting is, you. Yes. This is not supposed to happen. And I'm like this. And I'm just about ready to grab her by the shoulders. And speaking of film language, mm -hmm. quick cut, cut. Cut. Mary Ellen is waking me up. Just as I'm about to grab her and throw her out. And she's, what's going on? Because she knows I sleep, as we often say, the sleep of the just. <laughs> I never, I, I am. Yeah, when I you, am, go, when you go down, you go down. I go down. Say that. I'm, I, there's no, no movement, no yelling, no nothing. But for once, <laughs> I was yelling, and my legs were moving, and my arms were moving, and she was alarmed. She's concerned. Yes. Con and so I Did she know that you were having a bad dream? Or did oh, she think that, that, did she no. know that something was physically wrong? Or was he about, was having a very bad dream. Mary Ellen says you were having a very bad dream. She's in tears right now, by the way. Okay. All right. All right. So continue. She I, wakes. I know the whole story. She wakes you up. Yes. Right as you're grabbing this entity. Right. Right. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself as I'm about to grab her, I don't care what you do to me. You can't have him. The six I'll, to seven-year-old sure boy that is your father. Yes. All right. And so she wakes me up. And I'm still processing as, as I wake up, and I'm trying to tell her what happened. And it, it's just very odd, and I'm not quite sure... And we're both kind of disturbed, but it's, you know, it's Friday, the, the, the 30th of December, 2016. And it's like, well, geez, yeah, I'll have to tell my father this. Um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll go up this weekend to Cleveland where, where I'm from and where they living. And, uh, you know, tell about this. So then go to bed the next... You told Mary Ellen about the dream. Oh, yes. You, I you told explained it in detail. Mary Ellen yeah. knew. Yeah. Mary Ellen woke right. him up. <laughs> so the then the next dream. morning, December yeah. 31st, the last day of 2016, I wake up and my phone rings and it's my sister-in-law and she says, I don't want to alarm you. It's perfectly okay. Uh, you, you have plenty of time. Uh, I think your father is kind of on a downward slide. 
And so what you need to do, you're probably, uh, you know, at that point, Mary Ellen and I uh, were uh, very much together, but I had, had kept my apartment for, until the lease was expiring, had all my clothes over there. And she said, so what you should do is go, go to your apartment, grab some clothes, a little overnight thing, and drive up. And, uh, you know, uh, so that you'll be prepared sure. for a, a few days here and we'll see what happens. You know, that he might go, he might rally. We'll he's see. 90. He's 90. Yeah. That's what happens when you're 90. Sure. So I go to uh, my apartment and um, park in the, the underground garage. And I'm walking to the elevator, and uh, there's a car parked near the elevator, and it's got uh, um, something attached to it, string. There's a balloon. I've never seen it on this car before. A balloon. <laughs> it's the globe. It's the globe I saw in the dream that my father, father was pushing. This is, can, can I, uh, I know you got that for the camera. Let me see that. So, <laughs> so the balloon, oh shit. The balloon is a, is a globe balloon. <laughs> yes. And your father was pushing. That's the balloon. A globe. Pushing. And this balloon this had not been there. Well, this helium before. balloon is just now hovering. Yes, by your vehicle, not my vehicle, by a vehicle, by a vehicle to the elevator to go up to my apartment. And this is a dream, just a, just no, a. No, that's the reality. No, 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 no. I, no, no, I, I got, I got this. This is, uh, this is the dream. Yes. You have of your father. With yes. a stick pushing yes. the globe, yes. and now this That's balloon the yes. globe, the globe. Yes. this balloon globe, yes. appears yes. as you're getting ready to go back into your car and go to Cleveland. Yes. So, what were you thinking at that particular point when you saw that balloon? Well, the first thing I thought was, I better take a picture of this <laughs> because no one, one is going to believe, believe you. I was just going to say, right, 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 right. That's why you have the picture. Well, which he did. Here. Yeah, yeah. Which is. And then the next crazy. thing was, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So, so. Go so on. I get in the car. Go on, go on, go on. I get in the car, yeah. and I'm a little past halfway on I-71, and my phone rings, and it's Mary Ellen. And she says, I know what you saw in your dream. Because you, you had explained it to her? Yes. She said, that woman, it's the Banshee. Explain the Banshee. The Banshee, as it turns out, announces the imminent death of a much-honored member of an ancient Irish family. Which you are part of. Yeah. To a very close relative. So the Banshee comes, yeah. if I'm to believe what you're saying, and I do, the Banshee comes to you in the form of a dream, 
Is it only in a dream that the Banshee will come to you and announce this? No, I don't or, know. Oh, you don't know. But in this particular in this particular case, that's what it did. The Banshee came to you in a dream. The Banshee, is the Banshee always a woman? Yes. Or some she, that she is notable by the way she keens. There's a screaming shouting, you know, wailing noise she makes. And it is said Was that in the dream? Was there a wailing? Was there a screaming in the dream? That I don't remember. Okay. But the banshee is said to incite in the in the person to whom she appears more fear than that person has ever felt before. As you remember, yes. I was just on the phone with Mary Ellen. Yes. I hang up, continue driving, and just a few more minutes, phone rings again. It's my sister-in-law. She says, I don't want you to speed up or drive unnecessarily fast or do anything, uh, but your father just passed a few minutes ago when I was on the phone with Mary Ellen. Right. And uh, your mom was there, I was there, I was holding his hand, it was very peaceful, it went well, your brother is on his way, you're on your way, I'll see you soon. So. So, as a part of the it's, actual, it's, it's hard to hear you, Marilyn. When you when you when you yeah. comment on the side, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to hear you. One of the high kings dies. So there, there, there is a passing, and 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 people feel the passings. That's what you're hearing. Okay. Right now. Right. Okay. That's all I have to say. All right. Because I I witnessed this. I did. So. Um, thank you. Yeah. Of course, the epilogue. A few days later, we had uh, the funeral. And we were going to, we didn't have visiting hours because we thought, hey, the man's 90. You know, who's really going to come? But we had a visiting hour. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All his friends. Before. If you're half Irish and half Italian. <laughs> we have There's visitors. people that are going to want to see your father. It's a hundred. Yeah, we had a visiting hour before. It's hundred percent of the people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had a visiting hour before at the funeral. Yeah, he did it on one one fell swoop, and uh, and then which uh, took, was not enough. And then took him to the church. Um, well, as it turned out, an hour was almost not enough because, to our amazement. Why would it be to your amazement? The man is 90 years old. He was a firefighter. Right. He was a man's it, man. He has a history. It was a 90-year-old thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, fact, the that, fact that he was 90, you thought, well, he had outlived him. I'll outlived of his friends, but he all, look at all the people he probably had touched over exactly, the years. That is exactly it. Yeah. yeah. He was much was honored, guy, yeah. much regarded. Yeah. They had as a member of a royal tribe should be. Yeah. Yes. 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 This is exactly yes. the point. Okay. This is exactly the point. We had a uh, a, a a fire engine with 
sirens going, mm -hmm. leading the procession to uh, to the church, and then to the the cemetery. It was epic. It was extraordinary. I, I you know I can only picture it in my mind, but yeah, I, imagine, I would have and, this up. And um, so so uh, afterward, I looked up online, you know, Banshee, and, and found, to my amazement, yes, Honor Royal family, descendants, and so forth. And I thought, well, uh, 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 yeah, when you looked you up, printed on the DNA, when you looked holy up, cow. when you looked up Banshee on the internet, did you get a picture? Of one oh, and, and well, did, I looked and, and I it, saw many pictures, and I it, said, was "That's kind of it. That's kind of it." And then I saw her. Her. That's no what. Oh uh, wait, wait. First of all, cancel no that way. so we can see the picture. There we go. Wow. No wait. The one from your dream that you oh, saw. That's the one you saw. That's her. So this is the the. That's her. That so hollowed out eyes, hollowed out mouth, yeah. but this is what you saw chasing your father as a six-year-old in the dream. Yes. And you said, it's not time. Your father with a stick is pushing a globe and this entity is chasing him. And this is the woman, spirit, whatever you want to call it, that you tried to put your, your hands on to stop her and that's when Mary Ellen, your fiance, woke you up from the dream. So right. let me ask you something. I was there. Let me ask you something. Let me, and, and, and no disrespect to you, Mary Ellen, for waking Not him up because you saw your, your loved significant other in distress. Have you ever thought if she had not woken you up, what would have, what would have happened? Do yes. you think if you could have put hands on this, yes. on this and stopped her, do you think in hindsight, in hindsight, do you think that you might have prevented your father's death? Have you ever thought about that? Not in hindsight. At that moment. At that moment. I believe that if I grabbed her, I was going to save him and she might take me. Take you how? Kill me. In your sleep? Yes. Heart attack? Yes. Whatever the case might be, yes. whatever your body, whatever whatever yes. whatever physical things are going on yes. through your through your system at that yes. particular point. Yes. You've heard people die in their sleep before. Yes. yes. Were you all right with that? Apparently. At that particular moment. At that I moment I said, I don't care. You can take me. You're not getting him. So maybe Mary Ellen, by waking you up saved you is that's correct is what we're saying that's correct so let me it was not so let me conclude my story good, by not a good completing thing. the circle really and awful. saying uh, i still don't believe in the conventional idea of ghosts so what do you believe in? what do you believe in if you but i know that the banshee visited me to announce mm -hmm. My father's departure. So what is the Banshee then? Is the Banshee not a ghost? Is the Banshee not a spirit? Is the Banshee not an entity? I'm asking 
maybe a rhetorical question. As I said. If you don't believe in ghosts, As what, I do, what said, do you believe in? The conventional idea of ghosts where, ooh, there's something floating around. No. But, remember, everything we are, everything that is, is a, in its own way a mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coming full circle. The DNA of which I am made has been imprinted in some ancient time by a high king who witnessed something much like what happened. We are we don't know what's outside of time and space. I agree. I mentioned Eternity that. is something that we cannot ever know. And I will I will I will admit to there are things that we cannot explain. Right. Spirits energies, whatever the case might be. But perhaps eternity can touch us, put a finger into our consciousness when we're available to it asleep in dreams. Yeah. And so does that ex does that expand your thought process? A little bit. Does that I, I personally, and I'm, and I'm quoting you, don't believe in ghosts, but after an experience like that, does that broaden your potential belief? Exactly what he said. My, my belief is, and I've, I have said this for a long time. And do you remain a skeptic out of stubbornness? Out no, of, out of, out of, he, my approach is, is kind of scientific, you see, because we are creatures of time and space. Right. Everything that we are, everything that we know, has a beginning, middle, and end. Mm -hmm. Because we started from the Big Bang, and we have been moving ever upward ever since. Mm -hmm. Something is outside of this universe, though. It's what we call eternity. It doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end. What is that? Well, because we are creatures of time and space, we're like children. Children who, when you try to explain volume, right. if you say, this bottle holds the same amount of volume as a very wide dish, and no matter how many times you pour the whiskey out of the bottle into the dish and back, they will not believe it because, because. they don't understand the idea of volume. Or they've just had too much whiskey. Or they've had too much whiskey. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, but, so, I it is the same with us. Yeah. We can't possibly know what eternity is because we're creatures of time and space. It's all we know. And even if I had the words to describe it to you, Adults you would never understand it. Mm -hmm. Nor would I. Yeah. All we know is, is experience this is deal. Experience tells us that someday we will all die. Yeah. Faith tells us it's okay. And your father died, and you had the DNA experience to tell you that your father was going to die. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to pick her up on the pod. We can. Mary Ellen said, Mary Ellen and your said father died, and you had the DNA experience. To, to know, to know it that it was coming. Which is brilliant. 
which is, she says, brilliant. No, Although I don't know if it's brilliant on my part. No, or you, have no you have no control over you, no your DNA. And once again, we come full circle with the miracles. Okay. All those. All those. All right, people. So. So that's my story in a and word. Damn it, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Tim Farron, journalist who, as we know, journalists deal with facts, um, sharing a very wow. I, I don't know what to think of that. I'm with you, Mr. Farron. I don't know completely if I believe in ghosts, but I believe I, I do believe in the energies and the energies and i know what happened and you know you were there i was there and i took pictures you you were there you know and i was there too and she was there too yeah so those of you who are listening or watching the podcast (laughs) will let you come to your own conclusions on this uh very ghostly version of whiskey business we're gonna wrap it up i want to thank all my guests uh, for this evening, Tim Farron and Chip Cosell, we're going to wrap things up. We are on, obviously, our YouTube channel produced by John Whitney, our audio version of the podcast produced, believe it or not, by this guy I right here. I drive it home. I drive it home. <laughs> by this guy right here, Greg Hansberry. Great job. Let me, say what I, let me say what I always say to conclude things. <laughs> Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production. We are produced, as I said, the YouTube channel by John Whitney and the audio version by Craig Hansberry. The opinions your host and my reluctant and sometimes not so reluctant guests. They've all been very generous with their ghost stories tonight. So until the next haunted bottle, my friends. Uh, see ya. <laughs>